You're listening to Inclusive AF with Jackie Clayton and Katie Van Horn. All right, all right. Welcome to the Inclusive AF podcast. This is Katie Van Horn, and my co-host is stuck. So she is not joining us right now, but uh, hopefully she will join us here shortly. Uh, but we want to get started and have a, a great conversation with our latest guest and uh, talk about some of the, the current events that are going uh, on and, and what his organization does. So, Stefan, I'm going to turn it over to you. would love for you to introduce yourself and, and share a little bit about who you are, your identity, and, and we'll go from there. Absolutely. Thank you very much, Katie, for having me on the show. It's really awesome to be here. So my name is Stefan Vreze. Uh, I'm from Belgium, born and raised in Belgium, and I'm the founder and the CEO of Titanology. And Titanology is a business development platform for LGBTQ plus business owners. It's something that I started after COVID hit. I think for a lot of people, a lot of things changed in their lives. The same was for me. And I was looking for like, what do I want to do now? Because everything that I was doing just halted like it was done. So I had to find something else, let's say. And I really wanted to do something for our community because I wanted to find my place in the community as well. And then it made so much sense to combine my experience of coaching, of business building, entrepreneurship, and doing it for our community. It made so much so much sense that I started to do technology. And yeah, that's where I'm at right now. I'm doing this full time and I'm building a great team and I enjoy doing this. For me, it doesn't even feel like working anymore, I say these days. So it's really a, a passion. So that's who I am. I'm almost 43 years old, by the way, and I came out when I was 36. So in many ways, a lot of people call me still a baby gay. <laughs> um, <Yes. laughs> So that that's a little bit a uh, little bit of my story, let's say. Awesome, very cool. And um, so I, I would love to start off with a, a little bit about kind of your story, but also your story in regards to Belgium. So a lot of our folks are in the U.S. that are listening, mm -hmm. um, and you know, one of the things that I, I think it would be good to just kind of level set folks on what the what the temperature is in Belgium in regards to LGBTQI plus folks yeah. and, and kind of what that has been like for you as you have kind of evolved and, and been on your journey. Yeah. Uh, it's, it's a good question. And it's something that is so different than in many parts of the world, I would say, because um, since I started technology, I also started to create, a community of LGBTQ plus business owners. And I was also looking for others. So I was trying to combine everything to create that community. But the thing is here in Belgium and in this region, let's say in Europe, Central Europe, um, it's really not that, how should I say this? It's not really that common that we typically only do something for LGBTQ plus. And that might seem weird sometimes because in other areas like in the US or even in, in uh, Eastern Europe and so on that that's really common because it's still needed there to to have that kind of a of a of a community to to show each other like and to show the com the, the society that we are still here and that we're here to stay right 
but again, and here in Belgium, it's it's something, but it's not on the top of everybody's mind because everybody feels like we are the LGBTQ plus community is very much accepted here, right? So it also means that not a lot of people from our community even feel the necessity to come together sometimes, right? Because when I was building that kind of community for business owners, I wanted to create like a business chamber here in, in the Benelux. So Belgium, Netherlands, Luxembourg, that kind of area. And I was surprised that it didn't exist yet. And many of the comments that we got was like, yeah, but why is this needed? Why would you create something specifically for the LGBTQ plus community? Everybody's the same right now, right? And that's like a little bit the feeling here in, in Belgium, I would say, in the Netherlands even more, right? And and that's different with what we're seeing in other places, even in the US right now, with what's happening with all these bills, let's say. It's crazy to, to see this happening. And that's that's if we look at that from from within Belgium, let's say, we find that crazy. Like we don't, we can't really believe like what's happening right there, because also we also know how it is here in Eastern Europe, for example, where there's like in Serbia, where there was really a fight to have a pride on the streets, and people have to fight actually for their lives to be able to do that. And then if you see how the U.S. is treating this, it's like, I don't know. It's, it's weird. Yeah. Yeah. We're, we're moving backwards, unfortunately, in the U.S. in, in yeah. many, many ways. And so, um, you know, it's something that I think for so many of us, it's, it's absolutely not where we want to be going. And I think there's also so much to the conversation that I, it, it, there's just a lot. But I agree with you. You know, I think, you know, the some of the countries in in europe it is they are so far advanced from where we are and i think you know of course in the us we are taught that you know we're the the greatest and we're the best in all these things <laughs> but, but we know we're not and we know that we are yeah. behind the the times and we are behind kind of who is out there who needs our support who has been historically marginalized and continues to be marginalized um, and so I, I would love for you to talk a little bit about technology and kind of what this community does and, and how does it support, uh, you know, the folks in, in your area, but also if it's a global uh, yeah. like community. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, because the, the thing is with technology, why I created it in the first place specifically for LGBTQ+, was that there's a lot of programs out there, like a lot of business development programs that help people build their businesses and whatnot. But unless you are part of a business chamber, which is very common in the US, but not so common here in Europe, for instance, or even the other parts of the world, um, you, you don't really have a choice in if you want to choose a business development program, you get into what is existing. And in many cases, it's not really catered for LGBTQ+. I went through such a program and I felt that I had to go back in the closet actually, because I mean, people ask like, oh yeah, how's your wife and how's the children and how's your, you know, and okay, I can say like I'm gay and I have a partner, but honestly, I don't want to explain myself, right? It should be a non-issue and I just want to talk about building business, but I also don't want to not talk about it, if that makes sense, right? So that's why within technology, I want to create that kind of place 
where we talk about business building, first of all. But if it's something comes up that is about the LGBTQ plus community, we can talk about it. It's not an issue. Like uh, if you're trans, if you're a lesbian, whatever it is, right? It doesn't really matter if you have an, an issue, if you have something specific that relates to the community, then we can immediately talk about it without having it to be weird, right? I have uh, uh, some business owners that told me like, yeah, if we have to go to customers, then the first thing is like, yeah, how's your partner? And then how's your kids or whatever, you know? And again, for everybody, it's the same. Like, it feels like you have to explain yourself. I don't want to do that. I don't want anybody to have the feeling, to have the feeling to do that. So that's a big one for us, for technology. And at the same time, for me, it's also important to show society that it's not because we're LGBTQ+, that we can only do a colorful cookie bakery or being a hairdresser or something like that, right? It's, we can, we are so powerful. I want to bring that story. I want to bring that message that we are so powerful, more powerful than we think. We can do anything we want to. I, I want to also help people that want to do that. I want to build their business around their passion and show society that we can become big businesses or just a good accountant or whatever we want it to be, right? And I think those two pieces are very important to me, are very dear to my heart, is the philosophy and the vision of technology. And I want to bring this message across the world, really, and show everybody that it shouldn't matter if we're part of the LGBTQ+, but if we are, that people realize that it makes us even more powerful and more unique so that it's it's almost becoming a uniqueness within our business that can differentiate ourselves from others. Because we look at things differently. If you think about it, we are so open-minded that we we tackle problems differently, which is which is good. I mean, in many cases, it's good to have something else than what has been done for 20 years already. So yeah. I think that's great. And I, I, I would be interested to know what is the response been and, you know, kind of breaking this out into two different pieces. What's the response been from the other business owners that are joining this group? But then also what is the response been from your customer base or from yeah. new customers that are coming in? I mean, everybody that joins us uh, understands the philosophy and understands why we do this, right? Uh, we occasionally get the response, like if we have, we we ran some ads, for, for example, on Facebook, and we got even the comment that we are discriminating people because we would do it specifically for LGBTQ+. Like, even those comments we still get, right? But I would say, like, look, everybody that we have worked with until now are very happy with what we're doing. We have allies as customers as well. So anybody that feels comfortable being surrounded by LGBTQ plus people and entrepreneurs, they are welcome, right? And I wouldn't want to work with anybody else anyway, right? If they wouldn't support the community, why would I even want to work with them? And I say this as well to our customers, to LGBTQ plus business owners that that feel almost a fear to express the fact that they are part of our community. I, I tell them like, Look, would you even want to work with people that wouldn't support you with this? 
And I would say no, right? I mean, you wouldn't want to work with those kind of people anyway. So that's my take on it. So I would say it's a non-issue, but it's still something we need to bring on the table every single time that it's not because we're LGBTQ+, that we cannot do more than, than what you think we can, right? And if it's not an issue for them, let, let's just grow together, you know? it's That's how it is, yeah. That's great. And so I, I love that you, uh, you know, kind of allow allies to be a part of the conversation as well, because yeah. I think that's, you know, I, I myself, you know, I, uh, I talk about the fact that I do uh, diversity, equity and inclusion work, but I am a straight white woman doing this work. Uh, and so, there <laughs> is the, you know, what, what I want to do is, you know, be arm in arm with folks and really help however I can and support however I can. And that does include voting with your dollars. And, you know, we mm-hmm. talked about that in the US and I'm sure, you know, in, in uh, you know, the EU as well, that it is a, how do you think about the leverage that is there from a dollars perspective, um, or euros or whatever (laughs) (laughs) I should say. Um, and you know, what are like, how do you think about that? And how do you talk about that as, you know, the, the leverage of the actual dollars in this community and, and how that really impacts things. Do you love news about LinkedIn, Indeed, Google, and just about every other recruitment tech company out there? Hell yeah. I'm Chad. I'm Cheese. We're the Chad and Cheese Podcast. All the latest recruiting news and insights are on our show. Dripping in snark and attitude. Subscribe today wherever you listen to your podcasts. We We out. Honestly, uh, it, it would be more related to... So if you would target B2C almost, um, in the conversation B2B, to be honest, I haven't had that conversation that much about the fact that we have a bigger buying power. We do, right? Um, There are studies about this. There are numbers about this. I mean, if we did the the, the study for the business chamber here in Belgium, we came up with uh, an amount of 72,000 LGBTQ plus businesses here in this region alone. So there's many people doing already businesses and we have a big buying power. But if we're talking about um, how to leverage what we have, yes, if you're targeting LGBTQ+, it's it's something to, to keep in mind. But at the same time, let's just work from our power as being open-minded, creative, uh, doing things differently than so much about looking at like, yeah, let's target the LGBTQ plus community because they have a lot of money, right? Uh, we are very sensitive here about pinkwashing and so on. Even if it's B2B between businesses from our community, that is still very sensitive topic. Also, making profit, for example, is still a, a sensitive topic within the community. So I don't talk about it that much, to be honest, right? I just talk more about the fact that our skills, our mindset, our way of doing things is more important than anything else. Absolutely. I I, I, I love the way that you're thinking about that. I love that it is a... 
almost, I, I won't say a non-issue, but that it is a, you know, hey, we're trying to really focus on how do we help these businesses. Yeah. So I, I, let me put myself in the shoe. I am a small business owner. So let me <laughs> yeah. put myself into uh, the shoes. And, you know, if you are part of the LGBTQ community and you have a small business, what are the services, what are the things that you're going to help these businesses do and, and help them obviously to increase sales, all those good things? Yeah. 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 We really help people to build a business that doesn't rely on themselves alone to run. Right. Like, why did we build a business? Why did we start a business? In many cases, we wanted to create freedom for ourselves. Right. We were stuck in a bad situation on our job, uh, whatever, and we wanted to create something for ourselves because then we have the freedom to do whatever we want and to build our life of our dreams. So that's what we want to help everybody with, right? If you're in business for a couple of years already, maybe you're stuck in doing everything yourself still, or you're not able to, to scale beyond what you have right now. Or if you're just starting out, you just want to know what are the, the basics, right? In any case, what we want really to do is to help everybody to build a business of their dreams around their passion so that they can take the freedom, they can achieve the freedom. And one of the catchphrases that we, we used uh, these days is like, we want to help you build a business that can allow you to go on a four-week holiday without the business breaking down around you. And if you come back, that it even runs better than before. I think if you think about that, a lot of people will get that, right? Yes. It means that, yeah, it means that we work on, on all different levels. I would say the most important ones are the systems, right? Is the team, very important, is leadership as well. And then you have some more specific things like automation or like, uh, how to increase profit, but also the strategy around all of that. So we look at these kind of components to to improve those components. But in the end, again, it's about creating that freedom. And one of our big, hairy, audacious goals, as we call them, is for me personally, for technology, we want to eradicate LGBTQ plus business failure. That means that if somebody wants to start a business or runs a business, we want to make sure that they never have to go back to working in a bad situation, nine to five or anything like that. If they want to build a business because they're passionate about it, because they want to have that freedom, I want to make sure that they get every single support that they, that they can get, get that. That's what I want for them. I, I think, I mean, well, first, that is a very big, very audacious goal. <laughs> I agree. <laughs> um, and I, I think that that's part of, you know, the the conversation. And I mean, we know, and I, I, I can only quote kind of the, the U.S. Uh, stats. I don't know globally, but for small business owners, you know, to get to one year, to get to five years, it is a very complicated situation. Yeah. And, and, it, and so many businesses do fail. For so many mm -hmm. reasons. And so I love that you have this, you know, the coaching and the, you know, kind of the support available for those things. Like, I, you know, for myself, I, the things that you just don't realize, okay, taxes, yeah. how, do you have an accountant? Do you have all, like all of these different things that you just 
if you've never done it before, you don't know. And so exactly. having that, that support system is just critical. So I, I love that you're yeah. doing that. Um, and, yeah, and oh, go ahead. No, like, like I wanted to, to add to this is, is it's not just the coaching, but also to creating that community. Mm -hmm. Also being part of, of a group of people that are doing the same thing from our community, right? Because what I also see, Katie, is that a lot of people from our community are even scared to start their own business mm -hmm. because in many cases, we have gone through a lot of ourselves, right? I mean, the coming out story and whatnot. And a lot of people are reluctant to start a business because they feel like, okay, but then I'm just going to go back into that kind of stressful situation and whatnot. Um, but I try to turn that around and I would say to, to anybody, like if you've gone through the hardship of, of coming out and so on, it creates that kind of resilience that you actually need to build a good business. So honestly, we are better equipped to run a business than anybody else if you look at it that way. So I try to really make it a positive thing. And again, being surrounded by people that have gone through a lot of these hardships, that can talk about it freely, that there is no... There's no holding back. There's no fear of telling somebody what you have gone through. I mean, that's so powerful to have it. Where where do you have that actually within our community? And that's for me very very important as well. Well, and and I'm kind of pulling things together. And tell me if I'm going down the wrong path. But you know, you mentioned earlier. You know, you don't want to always have to talk about it or lead with, "Here's my story" or "Here's my." Yeah here's my family or whatever that might be. And mm -hmm. I think that's a critical piece too, is it's scary to start your own business and then layer yeah. on that. Will I be judged? Will there be bias? Will there be all these things that I have to deal with? If I do come out or if I do share who I am authentically. And so I think that, you know, that's, that's a very real fear for folks. Yeah. And, and to be able to say, here's this whole community that's done it and is in different stages. Like, how beautiful is that, that they can then go, it's okay. It's going to be okay. I can yeah. deliver. I can, I can use my creativity and build whatever it is that I'm building. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. That's the thing, right? That's, that's so powerful about it. And, and at the same time, like what we are doing is so important for our community as well. Like anybody that is building a business right now, if you think about it, what we're also doing is building a team within each of these businesses. Mm -hmm. And us as business owners, what do we look for if we look if you're building a team? You want to be also building a diverse and inclusive team, right? So at the same time, we're not just creating our own freedom as business owners, we're also creating better workplaces for people from our community. So even if they don't want to start a business, they at least have the option to join a company that has a great atmosphere, that has a great culture around diversity and inclusion. So if you think about that as well, it's, it's like a combination of the best of the best within what we can do for our communities. So that's why it's so important that we support each other to, to create these kind of places. Absolutely. And I think when when you have folks who are leading with empathy because they have lived through, as you mentioned earlier, lived through some of these very hard times, yeah. very hard situations, they are going to have a different 
viewpoint and perspective yeah. on how do you build a team and, uh, and also what you don't want in a team. You know, I, we talk a lot mm. about, you know, hey, we want this certain culture. We want that certain culture. We want these things. But it's also talking about what don't you want in your culture? Yeah. What don't you want on the team that would be a deal breaker? I mean, we've, we've all heard the horror stories of teams that have, you know, these folks that are not behaving the way that we would want them to. And, and so I think being able to step back and say, this is what we don't want. And this is what we do want. And, and really being clear on that as a, a leader, as you're building your team and having, again, this kind of network of folks that you can leverage to say, how do I do this the right way is huge. Yeah. So that's fantastic. Yeah, that's yeah awesome. absolutely. Absolutely. So uh, I, I would love to, if we can back up a bit, I, I want to, you know, <laughs> Your, your story is interesting for a, a lot of different ways, but I also, I, you know, you mentioned something at, at the beginning about, you know, coming out of the closet and, and mm-hmm. uh, really uh, sharing your authentic self when you turned 36 years old. And so I would love for you to share whatever you feel comfortable sharing um, about, you know, kind of what your story is and, and how you, how you came out, all that good stuff. And why, why did it happen at 36? <laughs> Oof, <laughs> I will try to make it short, Katie. Um, yeah, it, it started It started basically when I was 26, actually, the whole story. Um, when I was 26, I was living with a roommate. I, got, I started to get feelings for him. So at that age, I already knew that I was actually gay, right? Or at least could have feelings for, for men. But... At that time, a lot of stuff happened personally, and I was in a basketball environment. I was a basketball coach, and I wanted to be very ambitious, and I wanted to be a professional basketball coach. And I always had to believe that if I come out, then I will never achieve that goal because nobody wants to have a gay coach. That was my belief. It's not true, by the way. Anybody that's listening... I was wrong, right? I shouldn't have thought like that. But I did. And I I held that for myself for 10 years because I was really coming out to everybody at 36. So that will already tell you a little bit like how my mindset was, what I had to go through for, for a decade, actually, that I just didn't do anything with my authentic self. And then... At 36, uh, the basketball club where I was where I was coaching said they don't want to work with me anymore, and basically my world crumbled down. Like I had nothing to show for anymore. Like basketball was done. I was not happy about it, so I just cut all ties. And I said to myself, "Look, it, I, I was holding myself back for a decade for this." Like, no way, there's no way in hell that I'm going to continue like this for the rest of my life. So I decided there and then that it was time to step into my authentic self and to come out and to live the life as a true authentic gay man. Now, it took a couple of more years before I really found my place, found my place in the community. Like I said, like it took COVID actually to also make me realize that I hadn't found my place yet, right? And and that's how it really transitioned from 
trying to catch up all the time that I lost because between 36 and and what was it 2021 so about five years that I was just living the life and doing whatever and, and trying everything and, and everything but that didn't f- make me feel like really fulfilled or anything like that like I was always thinking like is this it <laughs> like really and and it wasn't until COVID and I had to rethink the things and and that I felt like but I really want to actually make an impact here like I don't just want to be all the things that I have done in the basketball world and I'm not coming out and all of that stuff to be for nothing. So that's why I, I want to make this impact in our community. That's why I have technology. I'm the co-founder of a business chamber now. I'm a co-founder now also of another LGBTQ plus community. I just want to create the impact, right? So that everybody that goes through what I have gone through can get better help than me, right? And maybe at a certain stage, I will have to go back into the sports world and also create an impact there. But that's a bit the story of of my coming out. And I would say I I don't regret it because I'm here because of that, right? This is what I'm doing right now because I have gone through all of that. So I'm using it in a way to power myself, to to tell myself that I can do this, that look what I have built here and to show people that it is possible as well. So, yeah, that's that's the story, the backstory of all of it. Well, thank you for sharing that. I appreciate it. And I know, you know, for for our listeners, I think a lot of times we we like to hear these stories and I also like folks to share them because humanizing this work and humanizing groups that have been historically marginalized. I think that's also where we start to change the beliefs and feelings yeah. and all of that, you know, and, and that's really where we start to see the impact. So even the fact that you, yes, you were a late bloomer or whatever you want to call it. Yeah. <laughs> um, but uh, they, you know, I think it's also the being able to say, let's step back and, and also figure out what makes sense for you. And being able yeah. to, like, I, I, you know, it's it's interesting because, you know, you're talking about at 36 coming out or, you know, that 26 to 36, just trying to figure out who you were. And I think for so many of us, we can absolutely relate to that, that we all went through that process of who are we? How are we going to yeah. show up in the world? What is the impact? And I think especially for, you know, our generation that's working right now, impact is such a critical piece to the puzzle. And Mm -hmm. I think even more so now with COVID and so many of the other things that we're seeing happening in the world. And so, you know, I I love that impact is kind of, it keeps coming back to that. Great. That's great. Um, So tell me, you know, what, what's next for you and what, what are you working on next? What's coming up next? Imagine how fast we could solve the world's biggest problems if more SaaS startups would gain traction sooner. Welcome to the Tech Entrepreneur on a Mission podcast. This podcast is dedicated to sharing experiences from B2B SaaS CEOs who are going above and beyond to deliver change that is noticed. You will hear their secrets and learn what is required to build a SaaS business that the world starts talking about and keeps talking about and how to overcome the roadblocks to do so. For me... It's it's keep building technology. It's keep spreading the word. It's 
showing everybody how powerful we can be and that we can really build our dream lives if we want to, if we can step into that power. That's really the, the, the message that I want to keep bringing. And so it also means that I need to build technology to a size of a business that I can support that message for everybody. So for technology in the next few months is keep building, is keep spreading the word by platforms like these, which I want to thank you again, Katie, for having the opportunity here and showing everybody how we can really make the world a better place with our own businesses. If we can tap into that and we can show everybody how it's done, that's really what I want to get to. Um, it's a passion for me. It's something that I want to do for the rest of my life. So I'm not going anywhere. I'm here to stay. <laughs> and I will tell as many people as I can what we're doing and why we're doing it as well, because the why is even more important than what we're doing. And that's that's what I really want in the end. Yeah, That's great. And I, I, I thank you for sharing that because I think that's one of the pieces too, is that we talk about the overwhelm and and the how hard this work is basically yeah. and in and the constant need to kind of have a community around you and have folks that you can reach out to and you know honestly and our our listeners know this that's how Jackie and I started this podcast is that we were leaning on each other when all of the social justice issues really started to pop up in 2019 and 2020 and then also covid of course um and I, I think that the the piece that I hope folks heard is also just that community building and how yeah. important is that network of people that have had similar experiences, that have had similar struggles. And, it, you know, I love, I was a part of a women's CEO group and it was just so nice to be able to get together like once a quarter and talk yeah. about things and, and, oh, we'd all, each one of us would come with our like business plan for the quarter and for the year <laughs> and then we'd poke holes in in the other you know each other's yeah. stuff to say what are you forgetting about what are you not thinking about and i think even that you know having that ability to have someone else that can go hey what else is missing here or wow this is great go you know mm -hmm. do all the, these things so I, I think having that community is such a critical piece as well do you have that type of kind of cohort mentality as well Yes, um, I don't really call them cohorts. For us, it's really building a big community. Like if people join technology, they we don't force them to stay a specific length or anything like that. We just want people to join technology and that they have the feeling that they never need to leave because everything is within technology. Um, so we want to foster that kind of situation. It's it's not a mastermind. It's not a coaching business. It's not a group coaching. It's it's a community that helps each other build better businesses. And we are there as guides. We work together with subject matter experts from other fields, from marketing, sales. Everybody's from the community. So we bring them in also as guides on specific fields. So it's not about me, right? It's It's about making sure that anybody that joins technology, if they need something, we have a guide that is ready to help them out on any 
stage of their business. It doesn't really matter where they're at. We have specific guidelines, but again, it's really open. And again, yes, it's community, really. I, I want to become the biggest business development platform of the world with technology. And that happens with building community, right? It, ha it happens through showing people that are there, if they are part of this, that they can get the support on every step of the way, from every part of the world, doesn't matter. We have people from New Zealand, from the US, from UK, doesn't matter. Anybody that wants to build their dream life is welcome to join. It's that, that's just what I want to create for them. I've been able to do this through my own story and through what I have been doing. I want other people to have the same situation. I mean, I, t I told you, like, I don't feel like working anymore. This is not working for me. This is fun. I just enjoy doing this. So if I can help everybody reach the same kind of level of, of happiness, that's, that's a dream. That's really the dream. And I will tell you this as well, that building a team that helps me with this is so much enjoyable. Like that's so much, it's fun to do. It's fun to build a team of people that enjoy the culture, that enjoy working with other businesses, that feel like they have also the impact that we're creating for these businesses. That they can bring that impact as well within technology. So it's a win-win-win situation for everybody. That's what we want. Awesome. And so for folks that are listening and, you know, for folks that are maybe wanting to join this community, I know you said global. So uh, yeah. how do folks find you? How do folks join your community? Well, technology is a pretty unique name. So just search <laughs> technology on Google and you will find our website. You are all welcome to join uh, our community. We are on LinkedIn very actively. Um, so you will find us for sure. You will find us. That's that, that won't Perfect. be an issue. <laughs> Perfect. Um, and, you know, one of the things we like to do at the end of each episode is talk about what is one thing you want to make sure folks heard during this episode? Well, for me, it's, it's what we talk, it's what we talked about is, is the impact, right? It's, it's making sure that everybody can have the impact that they want. And if that impact means that you create freedom for yourself, that's fine. If you want to create an impact for other people, perfect, right? And that people also recognize that that with our power that we have and we can show society that we are here, we are here to stay, we can build some beautiful businesses, we can build some beautiful communities. And if anything from this episode, just know that you are powerful, you can create the impact, and you can create a beautiful life for yourself. Yeah. That's awesome. And and I, I kind of will echo your sentiment and, and say the same thing. And, and hearing you talk, I think the piece that really resonates with me, and, you know, I, I can relate from the, the part of being a, a small business owner is that community is critical to your success. And having folks that have been in your shoes or maybe are in different stages of their business, having them to to lean on, to have is just a, you know, hey, mm -hmm. I can reach out to folks when I'm struggling with something or, 
even, you know, as we all know, as small business owners, the even throughout the day, the, the dips in and uh, the highs and lows oh, yeah. you go through. Um, and so having a group that you can reach out to and kind of um, has the similar experience, I think is so great. So uh, Stefan, thank you so much for joining us. Uh, I really appreciate it. Um, and uh, like he said, you know, like, uh, look for technology on, yeah. uh, you know, online on LinkedIn, et cetera, if you're interested yeah. in joining, uh, and expanding this community. And, uh, thank you all so much for listening. This is Katie Van Horn with the inclusive AF podcast. And I promise Jackie will be back next time. Thanks so much. <laughs> Bye-bye. Thank you. might be surprised to know that not all serial killers are straight cisgender white men and the victims of true crime are not a monolith either she's wendy and i'm beth and together we host fruit loop serial killers of color a true crime podcast Together, we take deep dives into the true crime stories about marginalized and minoritized perps and victims that often go untold. We also provide the context and nuance that these stories deserve. At Fruit Loops, we're serving up true crime with a side of history, society, culture, and some fun. Listen to Fruit Loops Serial Killers of Color on Spotify, Google Play, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.